0: Thinking of starting a podcast from home or taking your existing show from a recording studio to the comfort of your own living room, home office, or that room in your house that's just been used as storage for the cat carrier and the yoga mat? I've got your home studio setup covered in this very episode. Stay tuned. Hey. My name is Lauren Popish, and I'm obsessed with podcasting. A little meta, right? I started podcasting after a public speaking event gone wrong sparked a phobia of public speaking that almost ended my corporate career. Now, I help women use podcasting to share their ideas, grow their businesses, start movements, and leave their unique marks on the world. My company, The Wave, produces shows for some of the most influential women in health, business, spirituality, beauty, and more. And in this show, I'm taking all of the strategies I've used to help my clients top the podcast charts, and I'm bringing them to you. If you're hoping to start, grow, or monetize a podcast, you're in the right place. This is Podcast Like a Girl. Maybe you're already recording from home and wondering how you can take your audio production and recording space to the next level. Or maybe you're looking at getting started with an at-home studio in the first place. If you want to create a professional show, but you're worried the quality of your home won't cut it, I have great news for you, friend. You don't need to invest thousands of dollars into creating a professional podcast studio at home in order to build a successful podcast that people care about. The loyal listeners will come from the content first and foremost. You do, however, need to know the biggest bang for your buck when it comes to creating an at-home studio that will make you feel at ease while also meeting the minimum standards for audio quality. I am here to share with you those life hacks – or podcast hacks. If your podcast is your life, then that's kind of one in the same. Uh, Anyway, I'm here to tell you my five steps for creating an at-home studio efficiently, cost-effectively, and professionally. Your recording space can be a magical one. It's where your vision comes to life, where you connect with guests to share your message or educate your listeners. It is so important that you set it up to run without any technical glitches, but also that it is, and perhaps most importantly, set up to inspire your creativity. At the end of the day, your fans care about a concept, host, and a podcast that they can connect with. Excellent audio is something you should aim for, but perfection isn't what we're striving for here, especially before you've even begun creating. But wait, there is more. Make sure you stick around until the end of this episode to hear my bonus tip on how to make a podcast that sounds like it was produced by NPR. We have some exciting news for our podcaster pals that you don't want to miss. Okay, back to my at-home studio checklist. I have researched and tested the do's and don'ts of your equipment, your setting and surroundings, and your simple audio improving hacks. Without further ado, let's dive in. Step number one, secure your equipment. The biggest investment you should make in your home studio is your microphone. Just because you have headphones with a built-in mic that you got for free with your iPhone doesn't mean you should plug them into your laptop and call it a day. I remember sitting down to record an episode a few years back right after moving into a new apartment. I discovered that my microphone had been damaged in the move. So I picked up those headphones, those Apple iPod iPhone free headphones with the mic attached and decided to do my interview that way. Folks, let me tell you, this was not the move. I sounded like I was calling in from a tunnel under the city with a mouthful of jelly beans. The conversation with my guest was amazing, so my listeners forgave me, but I was incredibly aware of the contrast between that episode and others I had released in the past. So a good quality mic should be your first equipment purchase. Getting the right mic squared away is going to make sure that everything else falls into place with the ease that you deserve. And getting the right mic does not mean getting the most expensive one. There are two kinds of microphones out there, directional and condenser. I recommend a directional mic 99% of the time to my clients, because a directional microphone will make up for a lot of the imperfections in your space. It only picks up the sound that is close to your microphone head, which means it'll ignore that car that's sipping by your window outside. Consider the fact that the better audio quality you have from the get-go with the help of your microphone, the less time you'll need to spend making your podcast sound good in editing. It'll save you time later on. There are many different options for not only your best friend, the microphone, but also for your headphones, your mic stands mixers, and noise-canceling products like pop filters. You can choose your setup based on your budget, your needs, your space, your style of podcast, aka if you're solo or interviewing guests or have a co-host. Our 2022 Podcast Equipment Guide breaks down all of your options based on these factors and takes the hard work out of making the right selection. So check it out in the show notes of this episode. Step number two, choose the right room. No matter what kind of space you're recording, there are some simple steps that you can take to treat a room and reduce noise disruptions, but you can limit how much sound masking you have to do later on by being strategic about picking a good space right out of the gates. If you're recording in the kitchen, the backyard, your bathroom, then you're just setting yourself up to fail with a poor foundation and making more work for yourself by constantly having to manage your background sound. When I used to work in real estate and architecture, one of our acoustical engineers gave me a really helpful analogy to use to think about sound protection. He said that if you fill up the room that you're considering for your podcast studio, if you filled it up with water all the way to the top, where would the water begin to leak out? It would probably start under your door, maybe the cracks in your windows, it would leak through your vents and through your thin ceiling tiles those are the same places where sound can get through. And that's why the ideal room has a minimum number of entry points and less space for sound to escape or enter. So basically it's the cave of your home. No windows, tightly sealed around the doors, preferably carpeted, floor, a lower ceiling, and try to avoid being close to any buzzy or humming equipment like refrigerators, air conditioning, laundry machines, or roommates. If you live in an old home with poorly sealed windows and doors like I do, you can grab some foam sticky tape at a home improvement store and line your windows and doors to create an even tighter seal. In the event that you don't have the ideal space, you have to find the next best thing in your home. Start with an interior room, if possible, or at the very least, try to find a room with the fewest windows possible. And ideally those windows would have triple or double pane glass. This is where you can get creative and think, do I have a small interior bedroom? Do I have a storage room or a closet or a pantry that you could set a little recording space up in? You might be thinking, pantry? Really? Yes, really. If you can make it work, your audio will sound as crisp as a bag of pretzels. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm taking a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Podcast Like a Girl. I know, I know. When will podcasters stop asking that? Subscribing means that you get the latest episode delivered directly to the top of your Apple Podcasts app, but more importantly, it actually just helps me prove that I'm legitimate and reach more listeners. If you've found any value in this episode so far, please consider picking up your phone, opening Apple Podcasts, going to the Podcast Like a Girl main page, and clicking the plus sign in the upper right to follow our show. Thank you very much in advance, and now back to the episode. Step number three, reduce the reverb. Once you've found that ideal space that has as few potential sound leaks as possible, you want to reduce any echo in the room, which is also referred to as reverb. If I may take you back to high school science class, we were taught that sound travels in waves. When you speak into your microphone, the sound wave travels away from your mouth and will either be absorbed by a soft surface or it'll hit a hard surface like a tabletop or a wood floor or a blank window, and it will reverberate and travel back towards you and be picked up by your microphone. I'm having these visions of Mike TV being transported through the air in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory and his little particles, if you need a visual. The answer to avoiding this is fairly easy. Not in the case of Mike TV. He definitely had it coming. It's a delightful solution best described as bringing in the soft stuff. By using things you already have around your house, like blankets, curtains, carpets, rugs, cushions, or clothing, you can reduce the surfaces that a rogue sound wave has the desire to bounce off of. You can absolutely get yourself some of those foam panels that you might have seen to line the walls and other hard surfaces, but you could also just really go for it and be like baby spice by lining your bed with stuffed animals. If you're like me, you already have way too many throw pillows around your home, so now is your time to shine and put all those excessive home decor naysayers to shame. One of my clients told me a great story about how she was interviewing a guest about coming out. For the interview, the guest climbed into a closet for the recording and was surrounded by fabulous, colorful, glittery animal print clothes. The sound quality was amazing, but the irony was also not lost on her. Closets and all do what it takes to reduce that reverb. You might even be able to create something colorful and cozy in the process. Step number four, get comfy in your seat. Speaking of getting cozy, when podcasting, you'll be sitting for long periods of time. Not only should you pick furniture that keeps you feeling comfortable, but it should also keep you upright and alert. As much as listening to a podcast can sound like you're listening in on a late night call between best friends who are lying in bed and twirling the spiral cord in their fingertips, you actually do need to be attentive and present for your listeners. Some podcast interviews can last a really long time, so it's easy to get fatigued during a conversation, which will obviously affect how the podcast sounds and the energy of the entire conversation. Your power for your voice comes from your diaphragm, which sits just between your ribs and your stomach, and keeping that open with an upright posture is the trick to making sure that your voice doesn't tire out. A chair that you can be in for a long period of time but keeps your posture straight is likely already somewhere in your home. My go-to style of chair is an upholstered dining chair. They typically have great back support, are comfortable on the bum, and you have tons of variety to choose from when it comes to getting the right look. Step number five, make it your own. With the practical things out of the way, the finishing touches are now ready to be applied. It's time to give your space a personal or even on-brand feel. I have never understood why most commercial podcast studios feel so dark and devoid of joy. Customization is a major benefit to recording in your own home. Maybe your creative space will feel more inspiring with art and candles, maybe fresh flowers around your studio. Maybe you want to grab an on-air sign or recording neon light. Maybe you want to hang posters or news clippings or quotes that apply to the theme of your podcast this is your space. It's where you come to talk about your passions with your biggest fans every week. Customize it and make it your own. If you've been recording for a while and feel uninspired, redecorating or revamping the look of your studio may get you excited to record again. And now for that exciting bonus news. As mentioned, I have a little something special to share. If you're following us on Instagram, you may have already seen some cute content about it already. If you're in Los Angeles and don't wanna record at home, you can now come and record in our brand new and incredibly gorgeous podcast studio. Our new space is stylish, professional, Instagram-worthy, and made just for female podcasters. You will love the look, feel, comfort, and vibes of the space. I know I do. And I can't wait for you all to check it out. Listeners of the pod can get 15% off their first session by using the code likeagirl15, all one word, when booking time on our website. If you're not in LA, I'm sorry, this isn't much of a bonus for you, but I hope you'll stop by and visit the studio if you're ever in the city. Okay, here are your takeaways from today's episode on how to create an at-home podcast studio that has both form, And function. First, a directional microphone will save you so much heartache and is the most important part of setting up shop. Remember to find those leaky spots in the room and seal them up or relocate. Cushion the space, get cozy, and reduce that reverb. Find a comfortable but upright seat like an upholstered dining chair so you can maintain your energy. Make your space your own by adding things that are visually inspiring. And lastly, if you don't have your own space to DIY, then come and record with us at our brand new studio in Central Los Angeles. Ultimately, it's totally possible to create an effective and wallet-friendly at-home podcast studio. With a bit of time and some money, you can create a space that will serve your podcast for years and years of successful episodes. I hope you picked up on the fact that these tips are for creating a space that doesn't just function, but also means something to you. Feeling comfortable and excited to record will keep you coming back to the mic week after week, month after month, and year after year. That's all for today, Pod Broads. This show is produced by the team at The Wave Editing. Lauren Debra writes our scripts. Eva does the mixing and editing. Our cover art was designed by the team at Car Creative. And our theme music was written, performed, and produced by Isaac Joel. Thanks for listening, keep podcasting, and enjoy the ride. I know just how many podcasts you could have been listening to, which is why I'm so grateful you decided to spend the last 20 minutes with me. Speaking of time, if you're a podcaster and you've ever wondered what else you could be doing with your week if you didn't have to edit, write show notes, and create marketing materials for every podcast episode, then let the lady pros at The Wave treat you to some me time. Get 15% off your first month of a production package by going to The Wave forward slash podcast editing services and enter podcast like a girl all one word lowercase at checkout. Now the only question is which podcast you're going to spend all your newfound time binging. See you back next week.